Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by the Ham Station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's Ham Radio. And a good evening to everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live, episode number 26, Digital Mobile Radio with Tony Tolbert, W9AMT, recorded live on Thursday, August 11th, 2016. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we'll be joined by Tony Tolbert, W9AMT, who's the founder of Hoosier DMR, a group that operates DMR repeaters across the state of Indiana, and he's going to talk about digital mobile radio worldwide. We'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week on the show, I talked about how to get young people into ham radio and ham radio in schools. If you missed that show or any show, you can catch that at hamtalklive.com in the archive, or you can catch the podcast that's on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and we're also found on YouTube. A big shout out uh, to uh, Ryan Cutshaw, KD9DAB, and his father Rex. Uh, Rex just got his call signed today, KD9GTU. Uh, They were here just about an hour ago finishing up uh, running some coax for me, and Ryan was up in the attic. And uh, I'm back on HF from home again, so that thanks to them for uh, coming over to do that, and uh, shout out to, to Rex for getting his call sign. So uh, that's some good news there. We'll get your questions ready to go. After the uh, introduction, you can call us on Skype. The username is HamTalkLive, or you can call us by telephone. That number is 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261. Just be sure to turn down the speakers when you do that. Uh, you can also send a question via Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive, and there's also a chat box uh, on HamTalkLive.com. We will check all of those as much as we can tonight for some questions for Tony Tolbert, W9AMT, 
And I'll be back with him right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978, bringing connectors, antennas, cables, and other parts to the world. Scott and Jill travel the country bringing their store to you at HamFest, but you can also order online at pl-259.com or by calling 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, audio cables, mobile antennas, and hamsticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even in use on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics is a dealer for MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro Technologies. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live with Neil Rap. Thanks, as always, to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight so we can bring you Ham Talk Live. They'll be at the Huntington, West Virginia Ham Fest on Saturday, and then they'll be at the Lawrenceburg, Kentucky Ham Fest on Sunday. And, of course, next weekend they'll be in Huntsville, Alabama. Or you can give them a call, 920-435-2973 is their number, or visit their website, at pl-259.com. Be sure to listen to Ham Talk Live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com. And if you miss the show, you can download the podcast from the website and most popular podcasting websites. Tony Tolbert, W9AMT, became a ham as a teenager in 1996 after experimenting with Citizens Band Radio and 49 megahertz radios, and in 2011, he registered the first DMR repeater in Indiana. In 2014, he started the Hoosier DMR group and its website, HoosierDMR.net, as an informational resource about digital mobile radio. He is currently the trustee of four DMR repeaters across Indiana and a technical specialist for the Indiana section of the ARRL, and he also maintains a GMRS repeater in Indianapolis. Tony, welcome to Ham Talk Live. Well, thank you, Neil. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to come on to your show tonight. Yeah, I'm really interested in in hearing about this because I admit I I have not really dive into uh, any of this um, digital audio stuff on on VHF and UHF. So yeah, why don't you just start out uh, telling us what DMR is and how that works? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so DMR uh, stands for Digital Mobile Radio, and is an open digital voice mobile radio standard uh, developed by the uh, European Telecommunication Standards Institute. And the uh, the standard was designed for land mobile radio purposes um, for radios that operate in the uh, 30 megahertz to 1 gig frequency range. Um, as I said, it was originally designed for commercial purposes. However, the amateur community has a- adopted it um, and uh, adopted it quite well just in the uh, just in the six and a half years that it has been um out so uh it has expanded faster and stronger and 
beyond anyone else's uh, cognitive thought that it would have expanded as fast as it had. Uh, it it uh, has really taken off. Uh, it um, it offers uh, some different variants uh, of voice technology uh, over other digital modes. Uh, one of which being that it's allows for uh, simul two simultaneous voice conversations through one repeater, uh, whereas other digital modes like D-Star and uh, System Fusion only allow for one. So uh, the, uh, the adapt adaptability of the technology has, I think, what has really been the driving force behind it. Very good. Well, uh, yeah, you mentioned, you know, Fusion and, and there's D-Star. Um, so with anything that's that's kind of new, there's a bunch of different standards, you know. And mm -hmm. and so um, why don't you explain a little bit about uh, the differences between all those digital voice modes, D-Star, DMR, and Fusion. And and if, if you think they're all going to coexist or, or is one of them going to end up being a, like a Betamax? Sure. <laughs> um, I, hey, I still have a Betamax. Oh, wow. Betamax. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, so D-Star uh, was uh, originally introduced uh, at the uh, first part of the of the, uh, the beginning decade, 2000-2001 uh, era. It's, a, uh, it's actually an open source standard as well, just like DMR. However, it... Um, was only adopted by one manufacturer, that being ICOM. Uh, as of late, uh, Kenwood has decided that they are going to jump into the digital market as well, and they're going to offer a D-Star product. Uh, if anyone was at the Dayton Hambenchen this last May, uh, they saw the new Kenwood radio. That's the 2-meter, 220-440 APRS with D-Star built into it. So uh, very exciting stuff to see Kenwood get their feet into the digital market. Um, D-Star was, uh, designed by the J Japanese, uh, Amateur Radio League, and it was, uh, the first step or leap into the digital voice mode for amateur radio. And it kind of got a slow start. Um, equipment was expensive. It was proprietary only to ICOM as they were paying the royalties to the, uh, JARL and, I don't think any of the other manufacturers, Kenwood, uh, Yezu, had really thought digital would take off quite as fast or uh, as they had hoped. So um, with the implementation of DMR now, it's being an open source standard, it has really opened the gateway and the floodgates for uh, digital voice modes. I think now that those other technologies have been implemented and the amateur community is kind of embracing the digital voice or radio over IP modes. I think that's kind of the driving force behind Kenwood, uh, introducing their D star product. Um, two years ago, Yezu introduced their product system fusion. Um, unfortunately D star and DMR and system fusion, and uh, a couple of others out there. There's P25, which is widely used among the public safety uh, realms. And then uh, Kenwood Commercial and ICOM Commercial both carry a product called NXDN, uh, more commonly known as NextEdge. Um, and uh, those are also 
in the amateur community. Uh, however, P25 equipment is a little bit more expensive, being that it's public safety oriented. Those radios tend to carry a higher price tag, so there's not a lot of um, use on, on P25 uh, like there are the other digital modes. Unfortunately, like I was saying, D-Star and DMR and Fusion are all different technologies. And with that comes the uh, lack of interoperability between the three. Um, so I don't know that one will prevail over the other. I think they all offer a different, off, uh, a different feature set and a different offering. So um, I, I would be lack to say that DMR might overtake the other two. However, I don't. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like it's growing fast in this area, which you've had a lot to do with that. Uh, but it, it seems, you know, at least in this region, to to be growing uh, the fastest of the three. Yeah, we've had uh, we've been very blessed uh, in Indiana, whether it be on on the Hoosier DMR network or on the Crossroads network. They're a, they're another network that offers DMR technology in our state. Uh, we currently have. Um, 47 registered repeater IDs in the state of Indiana between uh, Hoosier DMR and Crossroads and uh, another network that maintains three or four repeaters up in the uh, Chicagoland, northwestern Indiana region. So we are very blessed with DMR coverage uh, with a very high user base. We have now over 700 registered DMR users in the state. Uh, we have surpassed uh, Ohio and Kentucky and uh, Illinois in uh, usage. So we, uh, our network alone sees around 300, 350 uh, users on a monthly basis. We have a uh, Tuesday night DMR net on uh, Indiana Statewide Talk Group number 3118. And we have anywhere between 40 and 60 check-ins on that. So it, uh, the, the, Indiana community has really embraced the new technology, and it's surprising to me that it has been embraced so well because it's not a, an amateur technology. As I said, it was originally designed for the uh, commercial LMR market. Now, now, can you talk a little bit about you know why you would go DMR over D-Star, why you would do Fusion over, you know, DMR, the, those kind of advantages and disadvantages of those? Well, I think it really comes down to user preference, Neil. I mean, it's, uh, you know, if you're more of a techie guy uh, and you like experimentation, uh, DMR is definitely a route that you might take. Uh, DMR is not one specific uh, vendor selling a product. They now have 25-plus uh, manufacturers of DMR equipment. Uh, and that was really why the standard was intended. It was it was instituted for interoperability, uh, low cost, and low complexity. And because of the 25-plus DMR manufacturers in the world, that has really drove the cost of the equipment down. That, I think, is another driving factor that has caused DMR to explode uh, within the amateur community. It's readily available. It's low cost. Uh, you know, just here in Indiana, we have a couple of folks that maintain the uh, the programming information. Um, anytime there's a new repeater to be added or there's uh, a, a contacts list, it um, we have a couple of folks that, that maintain all that for us. So we 
update those uh, code plug files on our repository on our website. And as a user, a new user, you can go uh, download that information and not have to fumble through the programming uh, for a DMR radio. You can actually look at the programming and, and learn from how it's built to kind of uh, educate yourself uh, at your own pace to see how it's all put together. It definitely programs a lot different than an amateur technology. Um, you know, System Fusion is also uh, a very wonderful technology. Uh, I think it's come by leaps and bounds since its first iteration. Uh, since Yezu first implemented it, it uh, now has seen uh, some pretty steady growth. Uh, and D-Star is also, you know, a steady, growing digital technology. Uh, it is the oldest child in the in the basket, um, but I don't think that's I don't think that we should knock its age by any means. I mean, it is still a very interesting technology. Um, it uh, allows for some different uh, features, and uh, I think all three are definitely uh, a very good uh, a good way to go. Um, you know, it just depends on on what the user wants, you know, if they're, like I said, more of an experimenter, maybe digital or uh, DMR might be the way to go. You know, system fusion is pretty much right out of the box, ready to go. You program your repeater in. Um, they have a, an interface called Wires X that allows that repeater or, or even a radio to connect uh, via the Internet into what they are now calling rooms. Um, and and D-Star is pretty much right out of the box, too. You program your code plug or put your call sign into the radio. And if you're within range of a, of a repeater that offers DSTAR technology, uh, it allows you to connect to folks all over the world. Yeah. Now, why don't you talk a little bit about that? What are, what are the advantages of all of these digital voice modes over just plain old analog voice modes that, you know, you order the $30 bow thing, you know, and, and you're on, <laughs> sure. um, you know, but, uh, why go digital? What, what are those advantages of going to a digital mode as opposed to just staying on analog? Sure. Well, uh, one of the big advantages of digital is is the fact that it it is digital and it allows that voice to be compressed and sent out over the Internet. Um, all of the three major uh, digital manufacturers now, D-Star, DMR, and Fusion, uh, the fixed-end equipment, or repeaters rather, if you will, uh, they all allow for internet linking. So D-Star allows, uh, they connect into what are called reflectors. And there are reflectors, uh, much like Echolink, if you will, or um, uh, what's the other technology? IRLP. Uh, IRLP, thank you. Uh, you can dial into a reflector and you can talk to a different group uh, of people. Uh, and those are sectioned off by locale or geography, if you will. Uh, one of the big D-Star reflectors is called 30 Charlie. It's a very popular reflector. A lot of folks talk on that all over the world. Um, Fusion is the same way now that uh, they've implemented their Wires X technology. It allows that radio um, to access its repeater, and then the repeater will access, uh, again, through DTMF codes or maybe on a fixed basis where the repeater always stays on a specific room uh, and it allows you to talk into uh, uh, basically a digital voice chat uh, with other hams all over the world. DMR um, also operates through IP site connect uh, or, or radio over IP technology 
However, it's a little different, like I said, being that it's a commercial technology. The, uh, the DMR networks in the world, uh, again, they have uh, talk groups, if you will, what we call talk groups. Um, and those are based on local uh, areas. Like I said, we have a, a talk group for our statewide. There's a Midwest uh, so again, they're just based on geography. They're based on language. Uh, one of the nice things with DMR, like I said previously, is that it allows for two simultaneous voice conversations rather than just one. So you may not want to talk to someone, you know, through uh, a nationwide or a worldwide or a regional basis. You can change over to the other time slot or another talk group on the other time slot and you can talk to someone locally on your that repeater or someone uh, through your statewide uh, through your statewide talk group so DMR definitely has an advantage I think because it offers the two simultaneous voice conversations through one repeater and that's you know I, I would think that would kind of compare to something like PSK 31 where you know, you've got eight to ten, you know, conversations going on the same frequency at the same time. Exactly, exactly. DMR is a technology that was based off of, um, if you remember the days of Nextel, it is uh, time division multiple access, or TDMA. So that's how you get the two time slots varying with one another. Um, two time slots in a 12.5 kilohertz uh, frequency spectrum, so basically six and a quarter time, six and a quarter kilohertz time slots uh, times two, and then those alternate back and forth at a at a rate of thirty milliseconds. So uh, DMR radios, because of their TDMA technology, uh, allow for better battery life. Um, so with the the time slots constantly switching, you're not a constant carrier. So you see around forty percent better battery life. Oh, very good. I didn't didn't even think about uh, about the battery life being better. So that's another advantage of that. Well, very mm-hmm. good. It's, uh sounds like some uh, some great technology to uh, experiment with, and uh, hopefully, you'll be able to to do that before long. We're going to take a break. It's time to pay some of the bills, but uh, we'll be back, and we're going to take your calls uh, with Tony right after this message from the ham station this episode of ham talk live is brought to you by the ham station for 35 years the ham station has brought new and used radios antennas accessories and equipment to the amateur radio community give jeff or dan a call at 1-800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com ham station carries all the major brands like icom yezu and kenwood shop from a wide selection of radio scanners MFG accessories, Heil Sound products, Mirage and Ameritron amplifiers, Cushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online shopping and fast shipping are waiting for you at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. I'd like to resonate on your frequency. 
Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. The ham station has you covered for both new and used equipment. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or visit hamstation.com. And hey, if you're looking to get into DMR, uh, be sure to check out a DMR handheld at the ham station. Uh, they have the TYT MD380. It's in stock right now at the ham station. Be sure to listen to Ham Talk Live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here on HamTalkLive.com. Also check out our Facebook page and our Twitter feed. Just search for Ham Talk Live. Well, it's time to take your questions. Um, So there's a lot of ways that you can do that. Probably the easiest way is just pick up the phone and call 812-NET-HAM-1. 812-638-4261, and you can join us on the show. Um, You can also Skype us at HamTalk Live. You can tweet to us uh, at HamTalk Live, and uh, you can also click on the chat button on uh, HamTalkLive.com. You can click on that and uh, send in your questions for Tony, uh, W9AMT, who is here, and we do have a call coming in, so let's go ahead and and take that. Hello, you're on Ham Talk Live. Hey, Neil, it's Ryan, KD9DAB. Oh, very good. We gave you a shout-out earlier. Thanks for getting that coax run, and do uh, you have a question for us tonight? Yeah, so I have a question for you. What is the most important and most useful law in ham radio? Ooh, the most important law in ham radio. Yep, we're talking about, you know, physical laws of nature. Well, I guess that'd be electromagnetism. But what about Murphy's Law? Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, being a repeater guy, I I can, I I know Tony knows about this because I I do all the analog repeater stuff and he's doing all the digital stuff. Murphy is a, is a very real thing, especially when it comes to repeaters. Now, now we ran into Murphy today running this coax because the the connectors didn't want to go through the little pipe and everything. And so, uh, Ryan, Ryan about got heat stroke up in my attic this afternoon. (laughs) I almost passed out. Yeah. So yeah, Murphy's law is a very real thing. Um, and, and we know, um, Jerry KC nine ZAR is the latest to experience the lightning version of, of Murphy. Um, any, uh, any Murphy's law DMR stories, Tony? Lots of Murphy's law. I could take up two hours with Murphy's law DMR stories. <laughs> yeah. I've got an amplifier right now that, that will, uh, as soon as it keys up, it, it will trip the, the power supply, but you put a load on the power supply, everything's fine. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not No good. clue. Yeah, no clue. Cannot figure it out. So You need the, uh, you need the uh, elusive golden yeah. screwdriver for a job like that. Yeah, or maybe, maybe pump some magic smoke in. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've learned I've learned that you can you can let the smoke out. That's the hardest thing to put back in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Well, if you have any antenna problems, I hear that the SWR spray away. I hear that's pretty. Oh good yeah, stuff. The, the spray aways. That's good stuff. Yeah, they they you know? sell that. They sell that at the uh, the flea market with the uh, DVD rewinders and the steel toe flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> Now, 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 Tony, I don't know if you know, but we actually do have a commercial that we played uh, back on uh, April Fool's week of uh, Spray Away, the SWR reducer in a can. Oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get some of that. Yeah, it's, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just stringing a uh, Austin Fed dipole, and I put that thing up there, and I was like, man, where's that, that SWR Spray Away? We ended up having to... You know, solder some wire to it and extend that thing to get the resonant frequency down. It took forever. I just kind of wanted to string it up there, throw it in the tree, and it worked. But SWR spray away, I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Boy, wouldn't it be nice? Well, Ryan, thank you for calling in tonight. And, uh, again, thank you for for getting uh, the dipole back on. I'm looking forward to getting back on HF from home. For the things I the things I do for ham radio and HF, you know, yep. casually almost getting heat stroke, uh, crawling in multiple attics, uh, stringing coax yep. all over the place. Oh, Hold that all nighter at field day for HF. So yeah, the so, things yep. I do. So Ryan, I I have a quick question before you before you uh, before you buzz off. Yeah, did, go ahead. Did you uh, when you? I, I understand that you just got your license, so congratulations on that. Woohoo! Kudos, applause all around. Thank you. Uh, very good to have you in the amateur community. What uh, did you go for your tech, or did you get your general, or, or what level are well, you right now currently? My father is the one who just got his license. I got my license about a oh. year and a half ago. Okay. Yeah, he got his technician. Um, he was on C. He was on CB radio, probably. Sure. 30, 30 years ago, just farting around, and so he always kind of thought about it, and then whenever I got into it because of Neil's club, he kind of got into it with me, so uh, after hanging antennas and all that stuff, he decided to get his tech, and he got it easily. Well, good. But I got my tech about a year and a half ago, and then I upgraded to uh, my general at Dayton this past okay. year. Okay. Well, congratulations on that. Well, pass my congratulations you. on to your father. Will do. Uh, so, being he's a new ham, you know, uh, a, a digital mode might be advantageous to him because he doesn't have HF privileges. I, I right. One of the big promotion, one of the big promoting factors of of digital technology or, or even DMR for that matter is that uh, while he is pretty much limited on his voice capabilities to the HF or to the two meter four forty and above. Um, you know, he could easily get into to DMR uh, if you're within range of a repeater and, and have conversations worldwide with people uh, without the without the capability of HF. So, uh, definitely right. Well, go ahead. No, I was just this definitely something for him to think about if he's if he's interested. So, well, absolutely. So, um, I recently, within the past week, I got in. Uh, I got into Echolink. Um, oh, okay. I, I kind of knew about it, but decided to, to try it out, and um, I knew that he has a buddy, uh, Jerry, KC9ZAR, uh, down in Washington, where my dad grew up, and he knew he was a ham, and 
they grew up together in radio and all that, and so my dad kind of wanted to, to talk to him, but of course I only have a handheld for uh, uh, two meters and 440, so I couldn't get down to Washington, but I used Echo Link through Neil's repeater, and he got to talk to his, his old buddy through uh, Echo Link. And that's really cool. Whenever he, whenever he got to do that, his eyes lit up. He was so excited. He that's thought great. it was the coolest thing. Well, so, see, yeah, that, I think... Yeah. That that's that's what amateur radio is all about. It's it's definitely it is. Uh... All right, and Ryan. Something like digital could definitely you know kind of get him into it more. I, I yeah. definitely think that's true. Now we've got a, a tweet here that that kind of relates to to what we're talking about here from W A eight L I V, and he wants to know what's the best DMR for someone who is new to DMR. Uh, but isn't new to digital radio. Uh, he says the Aries guys uh, near him uh, swear by Moto Solutions. So um, mm-hmm. if it's you know somebody that's new to DMR, what what do you suggest? Well, I mean, it really just depends on how much they want to spend. Really, that's what it comes down to—a price factor. Uh, you know, with twenty-five plus manufacturers worldwide. Some of the most popular brands are, you know, Motorola, uh, Vertex Standard has a DMR product that is comparable to uh, to everyone else. Uh, Connect Systems, uh, Jerry with Connect Systems has some very good products. Uh, Titera is a very good product for entry level. Uh, like you said, with, with uh, the Ham Station, they've got uh, the MD380. That's a very good product. Uh, them with uh, a few other uh uh, accessible uh, dealers in Indiana, you know, those are uh, very good radio for an entry level. If money is no object, I would say go with a Motorola. Um, I spent five years with a uh, Motorola service station in Indianapolis, a, uh, a very large uh, Motorola dealer in the state of Indiana. Uh, and that's kind of how I got started with DMR. You know, I, I learned about the product. I studied it. Um, selling it and servicing it in the LMR community and then finding out uh, that it's been implemented in the amateur community. It, it was like Christmas morning. <laughs> so um, I, I would say if, if money is no object, go with a Motorola product. Uh, you can't go wrong with it. Built like a, a tank. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing with Motorola is that they charge for everything. So you will have to pay for uh, a, a programming cable, and they do have uh, some fees for their licensing for their software. Uh, some of the other products, such as Titera, uh, the Connect Systems radios, they offer their software for free. Um, so, again, I think it just comes down to uh, how many dollars you want to spend. All right, very good. Well, Ryan, maybe you need to think about uh, some DMR stuff. I'll, I'll definitely think about it. I've I've been looking to get into digital HF. Um, big thing for me is I just don't want to choke up the money for a uh, sound card interface. They're so ridiculously overpriced, but that's another story. But I've I've been thinking about getting into to uh, PSK. I, I enjoy it. Now, actually, uh, that brings up something that uh, we were talking about before the show started. Tony, why don't you talk a little bit about the uh, the dongle thing? Yeah, so uh, D-Star has had dongle technology for quite some time now. 
um, they call that the a DVAP, I believe, is what the uh, the D Star version was. Um, a dongle basically is nothing more than uh, uh, a radio, uh, a digital radio, uh, broadcasts on a frequency. And it's an interface for you to operate your digital radio, whether it be D-Star, uh, System Fusion, DMR. Um, they are testing some P25, and they have just recently introduced a, uh, a NexEdge uh, variant as well into the interface. And it allows you, if you're not within range of a repeater, uh, to be able to access digital modes, uh, via your computer. kind of looks like a, uh, a very large thumb drive. If you remember thumb drives when they first came out, they were three or four inches long and um, quite bulky. Uh, now I, I can't seem to keep track of any of the thumb drives I have because they've all gotten too small. So they uh, uh, has a, a SMA antenna jack on it for your, for your antenna. And uh, basically it converts your computer into a radio over IP interface. There's a, uh, a graphic user interface. It allows you to select different talk groups or reflectors, depending on which mode you operate with it. Um, there's a huge community now for support. Uh, they are constantly adding new features to it. Although it's a newer technology within the last couple of years, uh, it has come by leaps and bounds. And it uh, is very, very a very cool way to experience digital if you don't live within range of of a uh, a digital repeater, whether that be a D Star or, or DMR or Fusion. So there's another option for you, Ryan. Yeah. So let me just clarify. So pretty much with this dongle, you plug it into your computer, and you make your own D Star slash DMR repeater on your computer. Right. It basically is, is if you think of it as a, a hotspot, if you will, uh, it, only broadca- okay. it only broadcasts at 12 milliwatts, or at least the version that I have uh, broadcasts right. at 12 milliwatts. So it doesn't have a lot of range. Uh, if you get more than about 30 or 40 feet away from it, you kind of lose it. But, um, yeah, I mean, so you're, making you're, your, you're making your personal gateway. Right. Basically, that's exactly that's exactly it. You, you've created a digital voice gateway. Uh, via your computer. That's something I could get into. Yeah, if if you uh, there's you know if you uh, the product that I have is called a DV4 Mini Delta Victor 4 Mini, um, and it's uh, it it allows for the implementation of of several different digital technologies. Uh, so if you do a search on uh, you know, Google for it, or if you go onto Facebook and do a Google uh, do a Facebook search for DV4, there's a lot of support groups that surround it. Uh, lots of technical minds, much smarter than me. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a, definitely a cool technology. I just recently bought into it, and uh, I I'm very impressed with it. Okay, very now nice. um, Jerry uh, Purcell, we were talking about him. KC9ZAR um, is is rebuilding his analog system and he has a question uh do we need a dmr repeater in washington indiana so uh tony (laughs) since you know the hoosier dmr network uh what's the coverage uh, down in that area i will i will echo what was told to me once by greg dean n9 nwo 
he once told me that I think we need a DMR repeater in every county in the state of Indiana. So that's my official answer. I think we should have a DMR repeater in Washington. Um, I'm working on trying to move my Bloomington repeater to a better home uh, with a little bit more height. And I think uh, to offer DMR along the I-69 corridor between Indianapolis and, and Evansville, Washington would definitely be a prime location for that. Well, there you go, Jerry. There's another project for you. Just what Jerry needs, another project. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're just about uh, to run out of time here, so if you've got a question, fire it in here uh, in the chat room or uh, on Twitter, at HamTalkLive, and um, we'll see if we can squeeze it in. We just have a couple of minutes remaining. But, uh, Ryan, thanks for giving us a call. Yeah, no problem. All thank right. you, uh, Tony. Oh, thank you, Ryan. I, I appreciate the, the call and, uh, and, you know, again, pass on my, uh, my congratulatory remarks to your father. Will do. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Jerry says it's only time and money. <laughs> uh, time, that's, hey, those, those are the two big things, time and money. Yeah, I, I've done done a lot with the wide area analog system, and we're kind of tearing some of that stuff, you know, back a little bit. Yeah, um, it 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 is. It's it's time and and money. So, so thanks, uh, Tony. Uh, some some really good information uh, tonight. We're glad that you uh, had a chance to come on. Yeah, my and, pleasure. Uh, and tell us a little bit about DMR, and we'll have to have to get into that a little bit more. Yeah, anytime you have any questions, you know, you can uh, give me a call. I'm, I'm always available. So Yeah, uh, actually, before we go, uh, why don't you, uh, you give out your, uh, your contact information? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am, uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, it is facebook.com slash W9AMT. And you can also, uh, if you'd like, shoot me an email, W9AMT at Comcast.net. All right. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on this evening and uh, filling us in on DMR. My pleasure. Thank you, Neil. All right. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. I'd like to thank my guest, Tony Tolbert, W9AMT, and everyone for listening and calling in and invite you all back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And our guest will be Charlie Emerson, N4OKL. He's the chairman of the Huntsville Ham Fest, and he'll be here uh, to talk about the upcoming Huntsville Ham Fest next weekend. Uh, For a list of all of our upcoming guests, be sure to visit hamtalklive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Don't